Welcome back to the Chayrach and Achim Learning Program. You are listening to Sefer Yehoshua, Parak of Gimel, the 23rd Parak of Yehoshua, with Yehoshua Eisenberg. And this Parak also happens to be the penultimate Parak of Yehoshua. Right, it's not often you get the opportunity to use that word, so whenever it comes up, you've got to take full advantage. Why refer to something as the second to last when you can refer to it as the penultimate? So in this penultimate Parak of Yehoshua, we find the second to last address or perhaps the penultimate address that Yehoshua makes before the Bnei Israel, admonishing them of what is to come, warning them to stay true and devoted to Hashem and His Torah, to not assimilate with the surrounding nations and adopt their deities. The messaging is pretty clear. However, I wanted to actually take this opportunity to bring our learning of Tanakh to another level through the method of concordance. What exactly is concordance? I remember a couple of years ago, uh, um, when I just joined the school that I'm currently working in, I came across a very fat, thick sefer in a hefker box that I brought home. And this sefer was a concordancia, or a concordance. What exactly is a concordancia or a concordance? It is an encyclopedic sort of book that records every single shorish, every root word that ever occurred in Tanakh, and it lists every single incident of that word, Sefer, Perak, Pasuk, where does it appear, what was the context, and why would one want to have a book like this? Well, if, just for example, there's a word that is rarely used, and it's only used in a couple of contexts, so perhaps those two contexts are related to one another, where different texts share parallels. We can learn something from those two texts. Perhaps the second text is borrowing from the earlier text. It's referring to the earlier text to help paint its own message. You might be familiar with Aleph Beta, or Rabbi David Foreman refers to this as, where have we heard these words before? Sometimes being able to compare texts helps us understand the two texts much better. And the beauty is you don't really need your own physical concordance to do this. If you use the link that we left you in from Al HaTorah on the WhatsApp group, so every word that you highlight, it gives you the option of concordance where you could see every other occurrence of that root word. And I wanted to uh, take a deeper dive into Yehoshua's words and address the question that I left you in the title, whether or not Yehoshua and Moshe Rabbeinu shared speechwriters. Now, obviously, I ask that facetiously. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the entire Torah with Ruach HaKodesh. It was written by Hashem through Moshe. However, we know that Sefer Devarim was written in a slightly different voice. You can hear the first person human emotion of Moshe Rabbeinu as he admonished the Bnei Israel. And I believe it's very, very clear that Yehoshua borrowed a lot of words from his Rebbe from Moshe Rabbeinu, which is not at all surprising. A very great Talmud will emulate his Rebbe in his speech and in his messaging. However, Yehoshua's words, his choice of words, I believe are precisely chosen, and he actually refers back to Moshe Rabbeinu's words in the historical context of Moshe Rabbeinu to help in his messaging to the Bnei Israel at this time. I want to shout out a couple of those incidences and then point out one more parallel that actually does not connect back to Moshe's speech. In Pasuk Yeral, if Yehoshua warns the Bnei Israel, then shmartim me'od the you better guard yourselves very, very carefully, la'ava to love Hashem your God. Now, 
for those who know Torah very well, that's borrowed from Parshas Va'eschanan, Devarim Paragdalad, where Moshe Rabbeinu and Pasuk Tazvav over there says the same exact words. This is the source for guarding yourself for being safe. It was said originally in a spiritual context. Moshe Rabbeinu warns the Bnei Yisrael, When Hashem appeared to you at Har Sinai, you might have seen different kinds of images, but none of them were actual images of Hashem. Don't start deifying the physical. Don't create physical images of Hashem. And of course, in our context, in Yehoshua, what is he warning the Bnei Israel? The very same. Don't adopt the Vodazara. He uses the words of Moshe Rabbeinu to send a message to the next generation of the Bnei Israel. And that is not even the final parallel to Parshas Vashanan. Va'aschanan warns about intermarrying and assimilating with the nations, and of course Yehoshua warns about the same thing. Also, we find the concept of dveikos b'Hashem, cleaving to Hashem in both texts. Ki im b'Hashem elokechem tibaku, says Yehoshua in Pasuk Ches, or in Pasuk Yidbeis, ki im shov tashuvu dvaktem b'yesaragayim, if you're going to try to cleave to the other nations, things are not going to be good. Unlike the time, when the Bnei Israel cleaved to Hashem, as Moshe Rabbeinu said in Vaschan and Pasuk Dalad, a very famous Pasuk, Viatem hadvekim ba'Hashem elokechem chayim kuchem hayom. You who cleave to Hashem, you're still alive today. Moshe Rabbeinu said this in contrast to the Bnei Israel who served the Avodah Zarah of Baal Peor in the times of, of Balak and Bilam. Says Yehoshua now, cleave to Hashem and not to anything else. Now for this last parallel, Again, this one is not going to be to Moshe Rabbeinu. And I'll let you perhaps guess where you think these words come from. Because Yeshua says in Pasuk Yid Gimel, Yadoa Teidu, you shall surely know. Those are the key words. If you do cleave to the Avodah Zarah of the other nations, Hashem is not going to drive the nations away from you, but it's going to be the opposite. Hashem is going to make you suffer until you perish from the land. You're going to go into exile. You shall surely know. What does that remind you of? If you want, you can pause right now and see if you could find the other context. However, I'm going to continue and to tell you that this parallels Hashem's message to Avraham Avinu in Bereshis, Parak Tesbav, Pasuk Gimel, where Hashem warns Avraham about the exile that the Bnei Israel are going to be geirim, they're going to be strangers in a strange land, they're going to go to Gullus. Eventually they will go to Mitzrayim. Why, after paralleling Moshe Rabbeinu's speech, does Yehoshua now go back to the Brisbane Havasarim? And I believe Yehoshua does this to sort of mark the progress of the Bnei Israel and tell them that they can really undo all of it. Because the Bnei Israel went through a very intense history. They had to be weaned off of Odazara, purified through the Kura Barzal, the iron crucible of Egypt. And finally, once they were pure, at the highest level of purity, they made it to Harsina, where they got the Torah. And Moshe Rabbeinu warned them at that point, don't mess it up. Don't go back to the Avodah Zarah. Well, says Yehoshua now, we have the opportunity to completely undo everything. We can go from the pinnacle of Harsinai back to Yedoah Teidak, Higer Yehiyazaracha. We do not want to go back to exile. We don't want to go back to Avodazar. We don't want to go back to that. We already came so far. And if you made it this far in the learning of Nachiomi, you should keep going. Mechayel Ochayel. We'll see you back here at the final parak of Yeshua, parak of Dalid, where Be'ez Rosh Hashem will together be able to be Messiah in this uh, Sefer.